You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 80. Hey bitches, what is up you guys? It's your girl Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. I'm very excited to sit down and do this episode today for you guys, especially too because un knowingly to me, this is like a one-year recap episode. So if you have been following me for a hot minute or listening to the podcast for a hot minute, you guys would remember the first episode called Are We Fucking on the First Date? And you might be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? And that that episode went out last November, so if you want to check it out, I'm not 100% sure of the episode number, but it's literally called Are We Fucking on the First Date? Now, in this episode... I talked about how I went on like 12 dates in 12 days, how I did kind of like an A-B split test unintentionally of sleeping with and not sleeping with some of these people on the first date. Now, I explained in that episode, I didn't like intentionally go in to do like a field test in this type of situation. It just happened to work out and then I happened to be able to talk about it on the podcast. So to give you the lowdown, literally, I kind of already talked about it, but I ended up going on 12 dates in 12 days with 12 different people and then... The month after, so when I recorded that episode, I kind of recapped on what happened if I did or did not sleep with them. So there were like some people I did sleep with on a first date and I continued to see and some people I didn't and then I didn't see them again type of thing. So if you guys are interested in listening to that episode, it's called Are We Fucking on the First Date? Now you might be like, okay, well this title is We Are No Longer Fucking on the First Date, so what the fuck has happened? And let me tell you, this is what happened. So (laughs) literally my past dating life has been either going on dates or, you know, just going for dick appointments and then like kind of talking to someone, getting really emotionally involved because that's just the bitch that I am and then ending up being single and not seeing anyone. And that has been the theme of my dating life for the past like two years. I've discussed this like in depth on the everything I've learned from being single episode, the why men love bitches episode, all of my like dating life updates, the one where I talked about being single for the rest of the year. Like I have chit chatted about this often, but in case you haven't heard any of those episodes, basically the theme of my dating life has been to go on a date and then we have sex, either that first date or that second date. Then we talk for a little bit. Maybe we'll hook up in like another time or another couple times and then things will fall out. If you're a rational minded person, you're probably like, Carly, of course this isn't working out. Like you're literally not building any type of romantic attraction. You're just having sex. And I would say to you, you're absolutely correct. However, this is just the person that I am, okay? I talked about this extensively with my friend Lo, and she was like, Carly, you're so much like one of my other friends who literally can't separate sex from love. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I feel like I can totally separate sex from love. And then I realized the only time that I really can do that is with people that I don't really find that attractive or interesting. So I have sex with them, but I'm not like, I don't want to be involved with them long term versus if I'm sleeping with someone who I actually genuinely like and I think they're smart and I think that we would be a good fit. That's when I literally cannot separate sex from love. But I was like, no way, like not me, wrong bitch type of thing. And then I did some more digging and some more, I guess, understanding of love for me. I talked about this 
to before in the episode called Tell Me Your Kinks So I Know It's Real. And that is the episode where I talk about how I make every single like guy <laughs> that I see take the Myers-Briggs, the BDSM test, and the love languages so I can, I can understand them as a person. So for me, when I recorded that episode, I always thought my love language was words of affirmation. However, recently I've discovered my love language is physical touch. And I didn't really understand it at the time because when I was like heavy into it, I was also having sex all the time. Like this time last year, I was also still doing it. Like I was literally having sex all the time. So I was always getting my like physical touch cup filled. So then my next love language after physical touch was words of affirmation. For me, I thought my number one was words of affirmation because I was getting my real number one, which was physical touch all of the time. Flash forward to 2020 where, you know, for a good chunk of the year, nobody was seeing anybody. There was no type of physical touch, let alone sexual interaction. So uh, I realized very quickly that words of affirmation are not my number one love language, and it's definitely physical touch. And so the the more I, I started to like dive into that situation, I realized, one, my love language was physical touch. And then this year, so 2020 is the year that I've been getting way more into manifestation, like paganism, magic, witchcraft, all of that. And you might be like, oh my fucking God, this girl is off her fucking rocker. But listen, I have a Gemini moon in my, I believe, eighth house. So that means all of my moods and my emotions and all of that literally... I understand that through things like philosophy, faith, religion, that kind of thing. So I get very emotionally invested because that's how I understand the world. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then segueing, I guess, from that is I also have a Gemini Venus. So that means that... So I have a Gemini Venus in my ninth house, I believe. And so that means my love or the way that I express and receive love is through darkness, sex, love, taboo, all of this, which totally makes sense as to why I have a sex podcast and why I make boys take the BDSM test and why, you know, if you listen to Girl Next Door Theory, where I talked about me looking so like innocent and cute on the outside and being like a freak on the inside, that is literally why, like that reads me to fucking filth. So... When I figured that out too, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense because I do see sex as love. Like I literally in my, you know, my birth chart or my human design or my astrological, whatever, I literally, the way that I receive and express love is through like sex and darkness and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my fucking God, it makes so much sense. So that is kind of how I started to understand myself. When I started to understand this is when I started to pull back from having sex. Now, 2020 has also facilitated me not having sex. Like I went, I think... March, so when we went into lockdown to September without having sex, which is like the longest time I have ever not had sex. There were definitely times when I considered breaking quarantine to have sex with someone because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die. And I mean, before that, it was crazy because I was having sex all the time to having sex none of the time. And that was, you know, taking a toll on my soul and my just like, Um, emotions and all of that because like I said sex is love for me so I was feeling unloved (laughs) and so eventually I did sleep with someone this was in like September and before anybody like comes for my fucking neck 
in Canada, we have not as many cases as in the US. We have a lot of freedom, you know, everything was fine. And so I started having sex again and I I literally wouldn't even say having sex again. I slept with one person (laughs) and I've kind of already explained this in the how to stop romanticizing a fuckboy episode. If you want to kind of hear the backstory and the tea on that. But so when I started sleeping with this person, it started to like really fuck with me because, you know, I had gone so long without any type of physical touch, so long with any type of, you know, sense of love or desire or anything like that. And so it really like dug into me with both claws. Okay. It was like, this is a person you need to be with. This is a partner. This is like, you are so starving of this that you need it. I discussed this in the why men love bitches episode, but I think one of the attraction tips is anything that you chase runs away, which is so absolutely true. And it's absolutely true in this sense. So this like hookup situation story, but also in the sense of like how I've been dating recently. So this is something I'm really trying to fix. Um, I literally have been, you know, going on a date. We go on one date. I get so over romanticized and involved that I start subconsciously or I guess even sometimes consciously putting pressure on the other person to like take it to somewhere else. When in reality, like we've gone on one fucking date, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like Like I just, I've been going a little bit ham lately in dating and I'm trying to fix it. And so, like I said, I'm trying to fix it. And so I've been in therapy for it. I think I've been doing honestly really good, but going back to this person that I was hooking up with, I was discussing this with one of my friends, Danielle, and she's in this incredible relationship. She's actually also in like a long distance relationship, which we briefly discussed on the podcast here. I've been in a long distance relationship before, not something that's new to me. I actually don't mind them, but she's in a long distance relationship, but her boyfriend is incredible. Like he is so kind and caring and thoughtful and smart and just treats her so well and all of this. And we were, you know, discussing our past dating traumas because she's had a lot of like dating traumas and stuff like that too. And she was like, Carly, like I literally had to go through so much healing and understanding. Like I had to pray every single fucking day for the correct person to come into my life and all of this. And I was like, I feel you because I do that all the damn time too. So we were really involved in this conversation. Like we were talking about me and the specific guy and trying to dissect everything. And I mean, that was not great because that was a overanalyzation of what was actually happening, which I struggle with. Like I really struggle with just letting things flow. Recently I've been doing better. This is something that I'm working on in therapy. You know, we were just like picking apart the entire situation, like the entire situation. And we did this for like hours because we were also shooting content at the same time. Danielle's also a blogger. So we were shooting content. We were driving around. We would like chit chat about something. And then one of us would be like, you know what? And then we would just like continue to talk about it. So we literally like were talking about this, dissecting it, discussing it for hours. Okay. And then we were at our like last location. We shot at a coffee shop and we were talking about it and talking about it. And I was just like, fuck, like this is nuts. Like, you know, I kind of regret like sleeping with him, even though I kind of don't because at the end of the day too, like 
I'm a human. I have needs. I love to have sex. Like I have a fucking sex podcast. Like what do you like? I'm not over here being a whole ass nun. Okay. Like it's something that I don't even think is a bad thing to have casual sex. I really don't. But for me right now, I'm also in a position where I want a partner. So it's kind of like blurred lines for me because I'm like, a lot of the people that I casually sleep with, I'm actually interested in. I don't know. It, it's a, <laughs> it's definitely like a, a parody type of time for me right now. But anyways, I was talking to Danielle about this and she was like, you know what? You need to just stop sleeping with people on the first couple of dates. And I was like, first of all, ow. Second of all, you're absolutely correct. And like I mentioned earlier, like I really adopted this thinking of not caring if we slept on the first date together because you know, I was already sleeping with a bunch of people anyways, so it didn't really matter to me. And also I literally forgot to mention in the original, are we fucking on the first date episode? I actually went through all of these people too, that I was seeing. And I asked them later if a girl sleeping with you on your first date literally means anything when you want to date them seriously. And 12 out of 12 across the board, they were like, you know what? I don't really think it matters if a girl sleeps with you, you know, before you're dating or after you're dating or on the first date or whatever. Because at the end of the day, I think we give men less emotional credit than they actually deserve. And that's because a a large population of men are absolutely fucking trash. Okay. However, a lot of the people that I had gone on these dates with, I just also need to preface that I'm not just like going on dates with shitty people. Like I go on dates with people who have their master's degrees or are, you know, structural engineers who are top of their class or, you know, all these people who are very smart, very, you know, grown, I guess, if you will. And they, they know what they want. They're established men. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going out with people who have no hopes and ambitions and dreams because that just doesn't mesh with me. But these people, I guess I wanted to mention, are fucking smart because if I if they weren't, I guess I wouldn't value their opinion on the, the question that I asked. However, all of these people, you know, have some type of something going for them. They're smart people, etc. But when I asked them this question, they were literally like, I don't really think it matters. And I was like, this is so interesting because from my point of view, I don't think it matters either. But also I'm a little bit like biased and a little skewed because for me, sex is love. So like if they sleep with me before we start dating, I'm like, oh my God, you love me, (laughs) which is, you know, not correct, but whatever. But it was really interesting to hear these conversations because they were like, at the end of the day, it's so much more important to have some that you vibe with on a personal level about values and your personalities align and you like to do like not even the same thing like you just like to have something going on in your life and they support it or they also do it or whatever like that is the answer that I got from these men over and over and over again was that it's less about you know if they sleep with you or not and more about personal connection and attraction. Now, like I talked about in Men Love Bi- Why Men Love Bitches, the episode on the book, there literally was like, you know, sex and love and sex and the spark are not the same thing. And I really did go deep into this on the episode, but I wanted to bring it up again today in this context because at the end of the day, obviously a lot of people aren't like me. Like they don't see sex as love. And especially men don't see sex as love because they will sleep with you 
I th- like I think regardless, like there are so many men who like to think that they're the shit. They're like, oh, like I only date these Instagram models that have and like fucking F size tits and whatever. Like we see them projecting that, but at the end of the day, they're sleeping with basically whoever they can sleep with. And that's not to say that these other people are not attractive or are smart or have ambitions or anything. It's just not the type that they're constantly preaching about verbally and, you know, to their social media or their friends or anything like that. It's literally like men, I think the joke is like men will fuck literally anything that moves. It's true. (laughs) It's very true. And so at the end of the day, because of that, sex and love are not the same thing for men. Like they always, always, always want sex first regardless of if they like you or if they don't. And something that I learned from why men love bitches is that when you don't have sex with them, like when you don't give it up is when you become more of a challenge. And for me, I love a fucking challenge. Okay. Like I am queen of mental challenges. I love the tension surrounding it, especially sexually. Like I love it. I love to be that bitch. And it's because I'm also, I'm very alpha and that might be like, I don't know, maybe it it isn't surprising to you, but I'm very alpha. And because of that, the person that I attract a lot of the time are like the hyper masculine, even more alpha type of people who are generally douchebags. So, I mean, that kind of sucks for me, but also at the same time, I need somebody who can wrangle my goddamn energy because if you're too much of like a soft boy, and I mean, it's nothing against soft boys, but if you're too much of that, like I will walk all over you and I just can't do it. So I'm doomed to an eternity of finding a hyper-masculine man who is not douchey. But anyways, going back to sex and love, boys literally do not see sex and love as the same thing. And what I realized as to why we can no longer fuck on the first date is because for me, like, I will be like, oh my God, you love me. And they'll just be like, oh, like that was just sex. And I think that's obviously something that if you're rational minded and you're not like me, you're like, duh, Carly, like, of course, (laughs) that's what it means. Like, not everybody you sleep with is in love with you. And I mean, you're probably right. But psychologically, I'm like, yes. So now instead What I plan on doing is actually going on like a handful of dates before I even consider sleeping with someone. Now, this was inspired by Danielle. She literally was like, Carly, you should literally go on like five dates. Fuck a three-date rule. Like five dates with someone before you even consider having sex with them. And I was like, five dates is a long time. And I, I think I honestly, at the time I was like, holy fuck, like five dates. Because like I said, the theme of my dating life recently has been like, go on one or two dates, have sex one or two times, and then stop seeing each other. And that's just like not something I'm down for. And I mean, also, like I said, a girl has needs. So it's hard to connect with someone and then hold off. But I definitely think I'm going to be adopting this whole type of mindset situation because I'm ready to find a partner. Like I'm I'm coming out of 2020. Obviously, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I've recapped this a ton on the podcast this year, but I've been truly single this year for most of the year, and I've learned a lot about myself. I'm working through a lot of my own problems to come out a better person for 2021 for whatever my new partner is that comes into my life. So I I really need to, I guess, start doing this whole no sex on the first, like, handful of date situation. So one, I can really start 
seeing men for who they are because I think it's really telling when you go on one date and then they never contact you again type of thing. Obviously, there's so many other factors like maybe they went on a date with somebody else that they like more and they just don't know how to tell you or you guys didn't have a spark and they just don't really see the point in texting you about it. I literally went on a date with somebody. I thought the date was fine and uh, then he just never texted me and I was like, you know what? It's fucking fine. That's fine. And so... I feel like I'm learning and I'm growing from all of this, but my next, I guess, biggest dating hurdle in setting myself up to be the best version of myself for my best version of my partner is to start doing this whole no sex, no fucking on the first date type of situation for like a handful of dates because like I said, this is getting to know people. This is also getting to understand the amount of effort that they will put in to even potentially be able to sleep with me because like I was saying in the why men love bitches episode about challenges literally the the more time that you don't have sex with a man you become more of a challenge and then as you continue to do things like dates and like hanging out and da 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 without having sex then that person starts to like I guess, fall for you. Like they start to get interested in you because they're working towards something and you're building up the attraction before you have sex, which is like a physical attraction type of thing. Now, a lot of people I think will probably be like, okay, Carly, well, what if you go on five dates and you have sex with them and then they ghost you after that? And I mean, I feel like that would suck. Truth, Like truthfully, I think that would like kind of fuck me up a little bit and destroy a little bit of my self-confidence because five dates for somebody to like wine and dine you and then to be like, no, is shitty. And that kind of happened to me in January of 2019. I think that if a man is putting in that much time, effort, money, like all of this, and when I say dates too, like it really has to be a real date. It can't be like, come over to my house and we'll Netflix and chill. Like you guys don't have to always do expensive things, but you do have to do something that's not low effort or low value. You know what I mean? Like you could go to a farmer's market and then make lunch together or something. That is like a date that requires effort. Or you could go to a super fancy restaurant. That's a date that requires effort. Going like to somebody's house to watch a movie is low effort. It's low value. And I've really learned that because that used to be my, like my go-to. Like a lot of guys who just want to sleep with you will always suggest that because they're like, oh, like maybe I'll start kissing her and I'll make a move and, da -da -da and we can have sex. So I've nixed like Netflix and chill movie dates out of my date vocabulary. Like I don't know her dumb as a Fox. Like what is Netflix and chill? What is Netflix? I literally don't own a TV. <laughs> like that is my mindset when it comes to that type of date. But I think that after five high value dates, it's safe to say that that person is probably into you. It, it just like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know anybody who would spend their own time and money on someone for five separate occasions to turn around after you guys like hook up or whatever and be like, nah, I'm good. So I, I think I'll definitely be, be playing by the five date rule situation because honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think after you like sleep with them after this amount of time that they'll like turn around and they'll ghost. And so something too that you could do 
is literally not sleep with them until you're in a relationship. Like five dates, I also feel like is a long time to figure out if you actually genuinely like the person, if you think that there's a future with them or not. Like you could hold out until they literally ask you to be their girlfriend or their partner or whatever. Because I mean, it's totally up to you. It's your own damn life. Like I actually should mention like an asterisk situation in this whole type of thing. I definitely, the reason that I get people to do like the BDSM test and all that kind of stuff is because obviously I value sex and I value sex in a relationship because at the end of the day, if you're sleeping with someone and the sex isn't good, that can really take a toll on a relationship. And I know so many people are like, oh, like when you love somebody, the sex is good and da, 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 da. And like, you know, the longer you're together, the better the sex is, which is true. But also I'm like, I genuinely just don't have time for bad sex or to be with somebody who doesn't have the same idea of sex as me. Because, you know, like I talked about in the BDSM test episode, what if I am like, you know, 100% rope bunny or something and they're like 0% rigor? That won't, like, that's not going to work because somebody's always going to be uncomfortable because I don't want to like force this man to tie me up if he doesn't want to do it, but then I want him to do it, which makes me kind of sad that he won't type of thing. You know what I mean? So I think that sex is actually very important in relationships. There's so many people who are just like, oh, like the partner will love you and your sex will get better, which I, I do agree with. But at the end of the day, like I think five dates in for me personally, five dates in, we have sex. If the sex isn't good, and the sex isn't like compatible because arguably we've built up a decent amount of attraction between, you know, our first and our fifth date to like understand us as people. If the sex isn't good, then that also is something that I need to factor into if I want to spend a considerable amount of time with this person because what the fuck? Like I'm not spending time with this person to have shitty sex. You know what I mean? Obviously there's parts of dating and all that stuff, but sex, like I said, is literally a big, a big part of any relationship. Now, speaking about relationships, I actually recently have deleted all my dating apps and you might be like, Carly, we've heard this the fuck before. Okay. But here's the difference is I've deleted all of the accounts. So I literally went through, I deleted all of the accounts. You will not find me on any dating apps. If you do, it's a catfish, (laughs) but I literally deleted it all because I was fucking tired of putting my energy into it. And like I mentioned earlier, I have things that I need to work through on my own before I can make myself the best version of myself or the highest version of myself to attract the correct partner that I need to in my life. So while I've established that I'm no longer fucking on the first date, I'm actually not going on dates right now. And I think that this probably will be a little bit challenging for me because I mean, I guess maybe not because on one hand, I've kind of removed the temptation of the dating app situation where I could swipe and have a flirting conversation and potentially hook up with somebody when I know that's really not exactly what I want. I've removed that from the situation, but at the same time, how am I going to practice going on these dates and not having sex if I'm not going on dates? So this will be a whole entire episode of its own as I kind of navigate this situation. So if you want to listen to it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. 
podcast because it will be coming out in the future. But that is literally, I guess, my my open letter, my honest thoughts on why we are no longer fucking on the first date. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys in the DMs about today's episode. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple podcast listener, make sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch. Bitch.